You're listening to Soul Radio. Stretch Armstrong and Bobito Garcia with guests Natasha Diggs, Don Letts, and Rashida. We're live. One, yes, two, one, indeed. Two. Yes, one, yes, two, yes, one, yes, two. yes, 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 yes. One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. <laughs> Testing the mic. One, two, one, two. <laughs> You know, you know it's on. You know it's on. Wait, stretch. Yeah. We probably should introduce ourselves. Yes, first. yes. This is well. First of all, this is uh, Soul DXB Radio, and this is the Stretch and Bobito segment. I'm Stretch. Oh. Bob, I, you should hey, introduce you're yourself because you have like so many names. Yeah, you love. Yeah, you're Soy Bobito Garcia, yeah, yeah, aka Cool Bob Love, de Puerto Rico y Nueva York. Estoy aquí. Estaba. Don, you want Spanish or English? <laughs> English. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, kind of, which English, English? The best he can manage. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> I'm sure it's all rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> we got a capacity crowd out in the on-air Soul DXB. We have counted 5,332. They're breaking records. You know, we've, done, right. this, we've done this five years in a row. Yeah, no just, doubt. It's just growing. Yeah, no doubt. It's lovely. No doubt. I'm saying this particular audience for on-air is lovely. We got Big Haas from Saudi Arabia. Revolutionary radio uh, vet in his country, and uh, he is 100% supporter of what me and Stretch do worldwide. So we appreciate him being in the audience. Who else we got out there, Stretch? Who you recognize? Hmm. We got uh, we got homeboy right there, <laughs> and he looked mad familiar, right? I forget his name. Looked like uh, Special Ed's. Um, <laughs> Young cousin. You look like Humpty Hump's cousin. <laughs> I was going to say Humpty Hump. Yo, Humpty Hump. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just yeah, grab yeah. him in the biscuits. Do what listen, you like. <laughs> listen, my man, I, I've gotten that for years, so we, we're, we're, we're together on that one. Yeah. He's not listening. All He's good. Not. <laughs> um, hey, listen. What? Wait, but let's, let's do other, what, other... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm horrible interrupting you. No, so no, no. I'm going to go I mean, back. You still want to talk about the, backtrack. the people in the audience? Yes. Yeah? No, go for it. No, I was going to you know move it inside. Oh, no, I want to say peace to our mixcloud.com slash SoulDXB listeners and also peace to the SoulDXB app listeners. Mm. So SoulDXB is growing and growing. I think they're expecting about thirteen to 15,000 people on ground here this weekend in Dubai, but we exponentially expand throughout the universe through these recordings of On Air. Shout out to my man Raj. <laughs> And his whole crew, Hassan, Josh, and beyond, for bringing us out. For True. Our Yo, this is our fifty in a row, bro. You peeped uh, that? Yeah, I, I just said that. Oh, yeah. my bad. So naturally, <laughs> I, I peeped it. For me to say it, I would have had to yeah. peep it first. Now I'm hot. Um, listen, yeah, we're getting uh, our, our guests are getting uh, they're getting so um, what? impatient. Nah, whatever. Um, but it's lovely to see our, our guests become friends. It, it, listen, when we got the list of potential guests, I was ridiculously excited when I saw the name Don Letts. No doubt. And applause, applause, yeah, 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 yeah. applause! Come on, clap it up out there. And uh, are y'all listening? Oh yeah, okay, I see people li- clapping. Oh, there she. She clapped even with the salad in her hand. I saw that. And I'm in, in, in addition, our dear friend from New York, our uh, DJ sister, Natasha Diggs. No doubt. Applause, applause, applause. And they are sitting here with us. Natasha Diggs. 
They're sitting us with sitting with us. Yeah, so you asked for English, and you 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 said bring your best English, whatever you can muster, and I'm, and I'm clearly having troubles right now. Um, anyway, Don and Natasha, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, hey. Yeah. I feel like we should ping pong between Don and Natasha so that we get into a little bit of their speak. You down with that? We never really tried that. We usually do like one interview and then another interview, but. Let's go back and no, we did that. We did, we did that last yeah, ping year. Ping pong, I got my yeah, balls we with we me. Did. We're good to go. <laughs> hey, Don brought his balls. <laughs> Everywhere he goes. So let's start with Natasha. You have a curious history that I really was not up on until I read an article um, in, uh, I forget the name of the magazine. Uh, Love the Injection. Love Injection. Wait, can I, can I just frame something? Yeah, sure. So... The DJ game is, uh, as we know, uh, it's, it's changed a lot over the last 10, 20, 30 years. And, you know, when we came up, there were, I think it was easier to establish yourself, right? There weren't so many DJs. The, the digital revolution hadn't happened. Mm. Not everybody and their mother was a DJ. Yep. No celebrity DJs. Since, since the digital revolution, when there's just been this explosion of DJs, it seems like it's been much more challenging for for DJs to 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 break out and to really establish themselves and really in my mind like almost more than anybody Natasha you have carved out a lane for yourself in a super competitive and saturated field and um you, we've never really spoken about this but I've just really really uh you know as we've got to know you as a friend and got, got more interested in, in your in your story. Um, I just want to say that it's been really kind of fantastic to watch because on top of it, you're such a lovely person. Aww. So your success <laughs> is uh, just feels good, feels Aww, right. Thank you guys. <laughs> As you were saying. Yeah, no, that was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you could even. Yeah, I can retire now. I told, <laughs> I told Bavito, like, I, 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 they sent me the invite to do this show. I was like, okay, perfect. I'm, I'm pretty much all my life's <laughs> purpose has been fulfilled. And today, after the show, I can pretty much retire. Well, one, no, day, one day you'll look back at that comment and realize how silly it is. Yeah. I, but, I, I, that'll I be tomorrow. <laughs> Five minutes from now. I find you, you, you're... You're landing as a DJ curious because you were a school teacher prior to the years. I mean, while you were still exploring your love for music and record digging and all that, but at what point did you feel confident enough to leave the school teaching behind? Because you were DJing and yeah, teaching was, young children mm -hmm. at the same time yeah. for at least a year and change. Oh, like 10 years. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, they're both big passions of mine. I love children. I love music. And I often combine the two. But um, it was crazy towards the end of that that period of those 10 years. It was like the DJ gigs were, you know, coming on more strong. And I was, you know, staying up till like four or five in the morning, getting up at six in the morning to go to work and, mm -hmm. you know, seeing the kids. I work in, walk in the door. My boss would be like, how are you, Natasha? I'd be like, I'm um, fantastic. I mean, she had no idea. I was probably still a little buzzed off the, the night before, yeah. <laughs> the, the hour of sleep I got. But I was just so high off the adrenaline of what I was doing because I was so in love with it, you know, that 
then I just got in there and I was like, hey kids, it's circle time. Let's let's play some music. Let's just keep this party going, you know? And um literally it was just that kind of momentum. But um, You had like three to five year old group? Like two to three year olds. Okay. Like yeah, I taught in a Montessori school. So it was, you know, like the babies, the toddlers. But it was super fun and and um yeah, I got to share my love of music with them too and but yeah, there just came a point where I just wasn't sleeping enough. It just wasn't healthy. I wasn't making solid life decisions. <laughs> <laughs> and it was time to just, you know, to embark on, you know, just very exciting. Curious, curious moment, right? So stretch, I don't know if you noticed, but Rashida and I DJ together in Atlanta years ago. I, I don't know. Well, those it, were my very first gigs. So that was like. 99 2000 yeah so there was a promoter named cognito who eventually moved to la probably had something to do with you getting booked there because he worked a lot with assad and um and so rashida spun with me and spinner for our stevie wonder tribute party wonderful and cognito was part of that and he's like yo you know you know rashida and i'm like mm, i don't know he was like nah you know rashida i was like do i he was like, she opened up for you in Atlanta. And I was like, where? And it was like, he pieced it together. And I was like, oh, she had a hoodie on. And she had the drum and bass. That's right, the jump. Because that was my. She had the drum and bass big bell bottom jeans that's on. Shit at the time. Yeah, yeah. I was in the jungle deep house scene in Atlanta. I mean, of course, I'm a hip hop soul baby, but that's the shit that got me DJing. So, yes, I mean, I probably was wearing some. I wasn't like into raver gear per se, but. Nah, you had the, you had the <laughs> triple XL hoodie that's on. embarrassing. <laughs> Don't talk about my raver pants. <laughs> Thank no, you. I mean, no, listen, you know, we, me and Shetch were friends with DB who had Breakbeat Science uh, that was the shit. in New York. And yeah. I actually had a shop, Footwork, uh, sold secondhand records right next to Breakbeat Science. So, like, you know, I era. was part of that era in, in the periphery, T.C. Islam, uh, big drum and bass DJ uh, in New York. And so some of the music, you know, penetrated my crates, not a whole lot, right? But uh, I, w I was curious to ask you, and I want to pivot to Don and, and to N and Natasha after that as well, but how did you transition from playing the drum and bass jungle house in Atlanta to, to moving to LA and then opening up to soul? Or, I mean, I don't know, perhaps you were playing soul, R&B, hip hop yeah. in Atlanta as well. I didn't know you for that. I just knew you for the- Yeah, for I mean, that's- what I grew up on, that was my record collection kind of by default. It's just not what, you know, you know when you first start DJing, you have like this vision of like, what you <laughs> gonna be doing? And I was very inspired and excited. I mean, drum and bass and jungle is what made me want to like get turntables and learn how to mix. So I was very focused on that in the beginning, but like I inherited my parents' crates and then, you know, I'm a hip hop head, so it wasn't really a hard transition. And those are the DJs I listened to as well. I mean, I listened to Jungle DJs as well, but like, you were my, one of my favorite DJs. Spinna, you. you. I mean, like, you know, so that, that you know. Polite, and I mean, I was having the dance real. hall shit, so that was a super easy transition, because I could also mix that in with the jungle, and yeah, it wasn't really, uh, it wasn't really a thing, because it was already, in my it was in your wheelhouse it was in my yeah 
Word. <laughs> it was in the wheelhouse. You know, I, and I, this is an open open discussion now because I'm just realizing we got five DJs here, right? Like, and all of us have our little narratives in each way. One thing I was curious curious about last night, Don, and I want to pose this to Natasha, Rashida, Stretch, and I'll answer it myself as well, is that when you got on the mic before you, your first record, actually, no, while you was at the uh, at the Q and A, you mentioned something along the lines of like, yes, you know me for my history in reggae and punk and all the clash and da da da, but I'm not stuck in that era, so I'm gonna play some new stuff. And you know, Stretch and I had a deep history in the 1990s with hip hop, with our radio show. We introduced the world of Nas, Biggie, Wu Tang, on and on and on. And people, when they hear a spin, they usually anticipate that we're gonna play 90s hip hop, but you know, our our library is a lot deeper than that. Natasha and Rashida, I'm wondering, when you show up to a, a party, what is the narrative of expectation for the two of you? Because you're women, you have like this broad, I mean, you know, broad range of, of, of likes, and how, so what is the expectation and how do each of you, and Don, I want you to answer this as well, how do each of you navigate through that expectation? I think the expectation for me is to play the music that I love because I have good taste. <laughs> I would hope, you know, and people book me for that. I mean, you know, and that could encompass so many different genres. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's limiting to like, think that, you know, I mean, I've like, you know, like you were saying, like, you, you know, sometimes like even a couple weeks ago, Stretch played my party and people were like, some people were like shocked that he was playing like reggae. And so I was like, nah, like this is like, he, no, you know, it's like, yeah, and he like, yeah, you know, so it's like, I'm like, nah. Like, that was the night, actually. We, I, played, I mean, like, like, we do this for real. It's like, right. you know, it doesn't. Half an hour, it, I mean, yeah. This is like music is wide and deep, you Bob's know. In the it's house. <laughs> Spirit of Bob is here. <laughs> Yo, first first Latin record I played, Bob like like hearts are coming. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about having like you see him on the dance floor cutting it up. It just is all the energy. Aww, that's Aww. true. That's true. Right? You should see me. You should see me when when I when I. Get excited about music. Yeah. I really, I, I might move my head three inches. <laughs> you were doing the cane dance the other night, remember? <laughs> I was sitting on a stool that night, but I had listen. But he was lit. This he was had the this cane. was this was the day I had two epidurals. This was that night. People were like you're crazy to go. God I was bless like, you I really need out. to be around people. I need to hear music on Word. a sound system. Yeah. Yep. And D well, told me to be there to play at 1:30. Mm -hmm. Got there at 1:15. The whole lineup was an hour and a half behind. Whoops. Oh, my God. Ordinarily, I, ordinarily I would have been Mr. Salty. And I wasn't. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to sit down and enjoy the music. And, then, <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I think I got on at like, like 2, 2 or 2 something, yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> Sorry. But it was, it was a great night. Yeah. 2.30. Shout out to D. Prosper. Thanks for not texting me. 2.30 <laughs> at Soul in the Horn is actually the sweet spot. It kind of yeah. is, you know. It kind of is. But you're lucky because your your expectations line up really nicely with what you what you do naturally. There's never this like what this second guessing like what should I play? What what are they expecting? And and I get that. You know, you if you're if you've been around for as long as we have, 
and you've kind of navigated through different scenes, been a part of different scenes. People know you for different things. So you get on, you're like, it's just, but luckily, and I could say this has been pretty consistent for the last, I don't know, five years. Like we, I mean, we've always played what we've wanted, but the expectation uh, is really wide open these days. And, and that's a really yes. great place to be. Rashida, you oh, wanted yeah. you want to. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, that's something that I've kind of encountered is that people know me from diff- so many different things and different eras in my DJ career, I guess you could say. <laughs> so if they know me from a specific thing, they kind of come expecting to hear that. And then if I'm, you know, if, if they if they know me from like some print shit, then it's like they want to, you know, they think they're going to hear funk and R&B and and whatnot, and then they like come to my house night. <laughs> it's like you know nothing but <laughs> house and disco, and it's like okay. But like you said, Natasha. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like I have exquisite taste in music, and if you come to hear me, whatever genre I feel like playing at the time or for that set, like it's gonna be good. But I love that the audience, like you're saying, is now. I think in general, just more open, right? Like. I don't know. There's something happening in the scenes where I think well, listen, are more as, open as we in general, get older, nice. the the listeners get older as well. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. there aren't young people that that gravitate towards DJs like us because there are plenty of people like that. But the people that are getting older, their their tastes also evolve, and you know, along with alongside of what we're doing. So, got to yeah. cheers to getting older. And refining your your taste and be becoming more open-minded. I'm gonna come back to Rashida. I want to uh, pivot to Don. So, um, why did you feel the need to establish the set with that statement? What set? With what First statement? First of all, the statement. Okay, was, okay. I'm okay. less I interested in where reggae about. is coming from. I think I know what you're talking going. about. I mean, I, listen. We all know where <laughs> reggae came from. I love right? his energy. His energy. Right? We know where incredible. reggae came he's from. Been dormant That's why he's a documentary. He's been dormant for <laughs> ten minutes. The judge. The judge. Here comes the judge. Devil. Here comes the judge. Hear ye, hear ye. I was about ye. to say, we all know where reggae. <laughs> <laughs> he's having a fit. Don't get him started. Medics. Yeah. It's called Hardy Kafar. I know him. I knew him really well, Hardy. Um, so, <laughs> no, really. Okay, we all know where reggae's been. I'm more interested in where it went and where it's going. Yeah. So my set reflects the history and legacy of Jamaican music and the island's gift to the world, which is bass. But when I play, I don't care what people expect. All I'm trying to do is get the girls moving. I mean, the nod of a purist in the back going, tune does not impress me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm all about nicing up the place with some heavyweight bass, period. Oh. There you go. Right. Women tend to tend to like Jamaican music. Yeah. Uh, ladies out there, do you like Jamaican music? Put your hand in the air. Yeah. There you go. Uh, that's JS, a, that's JS, a, the question a man, was but we'll take that too. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. So, Rashida, you know, yes. there are people who know you from different genres, from different scenes. Genres? Genres, yeah. Shout out to Grand Wizard Theodore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, we was on a panel, and Theodore was like, yeah, man, you know, if you're a real DJ, yo, be... Yo, you gotta play mad different genres. <laughs> <laughs> and I, y'all looked at Theodore and I was like, this dude invented scratching. 
I'm not going to say anything. Nothing. I'm just going to laugh. He just invented a new word. Too. Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yo, He's it might creator. very well be. Yeah. Yeah. We could say Jandra yeah. from now on. Is it? And just be accepted. But anyway, DJ, so DJ Jandra. <laughs> so there are. Afrobeat artist, Jandra. There are audience members <laughs> who may not know that for some time you were Prince's, uh, uh, the artist known, formerly known as Prince. P's Prince. Prince, yeah. yeah. You yeah were was, he, he, By the time I met he, him, he was Prince. He's Prince again. Yeah. He was Prince again. Okay. You cool. were like, listen, honey, I could do this, but you got to be Prince. <laughs> <laughs> I was already back on that. But, but you were Prince's DJ, and uh, and you know, I imagine there's probably like five thousand hilarious anecdotes that you might be able to share. Uh, when Stretch and I had our NPR podcast. We had this thing, and it wouldn't always make the the cut of the episode, but we will always ask someone if it if it made sense. Yeah. If it made sense, like Regina King had a hilarious Prince story, like Lenny Kravitz had a hilarious yeah. Prince story. So, do you have a hilarious Prince story? I mean, yeah. Let me think. Uh, no pressure to be funny. <laughs> he was the, one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. So. I mean, he was funny a lot of the time. I mean, a lot of funny shit was always happening. Uh Um, Let's see. Well, for one, I mean, this is just funny to me, but he was incredibly (laughs) good. (laughs) Sorry. Well, this is funny to me, yeah. so I don't know if this is going to land with everybody, Hiding but this is just the first yeah, thing. But when you tell me. something really funny, this dude's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> he was just like, as one would imagine, incredibly skilled and amazing at pretty much anything that he did. So, for instance, he played pool, he played ping pong, he roller skated, and he, like, you know killed on all you know all of those fronts and he served you up in ping pong uh, he he was the worst he had a purple tennis court did he play tennis there wasn't i never saw a purple tennis court it's, uh, but in, there was in the uh, at paisley no 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 oh, in, like, like a, in the caribbean or someplace where oh you in turks a, and caicos yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and he had other tennis courts as well but uh, tennis about. is not something I, I never saw him play okay. it. But, okay. You have to get that out of the way. Perfect example. <laughs> this is what I think is funny. Play basketball, so, oh, We all know and, that. Hello. We all know that. beat me severely. We played horse, and I just, I sucked. <laughs> and we played pool, and I sucked. And we played ping pong, and I sucked. I Dang. roller skate, Took but not it. as good as him. <laughs> Taking L's left and right. <laughs> he was incredible at that. But what I always thought was funny is, like, for instance, like, playing pool, you know. Playing pool, and you're just like, oh, okay. Like, you know, let's. He'd ask, you know, let's have a game. Oh, okay, cool. And then he would, like, go and, like, get a case and, like, open it up and, like, have, you know, his stick. Or roller skating, he would go get a case and, like, open it up and have these, like, beautiful roller skates with, like, lights on them, like, lights on the wheels. And and then just, like, you know, again, it's like you're trying to keep it cute and he's, like, backwards. He's dan- It's like he's dancing. So... He was just, he was incredible at everything that I ever saw him do. And to me, it was funny because he took it seriously. You know, like he had professional tools for all of his hobbies. Um, Being short is a hell of a motivator, isn't it? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so being short is hell of a motivator. <laughs> so I have a, a, a collective question. I'd like each of us to, to take a turn at. Natasha, My God, this is I'm like overwhelmed with the what with the with the seriousness no, coming no, no. from you. This, this is <laughs> this is fun. This could because I know you got a great story. Okay, let's you go. Have a, a great story. And I hope you, you share it. Okay. But I'm not going to say who. Each <laughs> of us have DJed in front of varied audiences. Natasha, what's, what would be the most curious or funniest celebrity appearance while you were DJing? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean... Bugged I, out, funny. Chappelle. Whatever. I mean, Chappelle, whenever he shows up, he just... It's like a Chappelle takeover of the night. Like, it's all of a sudden it becomes the Chappelle show. It's like, he does a whole, like, stay you know, like the mic. I mean, recently, a couple, you know, like when he did his uh, Chappelle on Broadway, they all came after to, to my party, Soul in the Horn in New York. And um, She's talking about Dave Chappelle. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so, and Q-Tip was there. So he did a guessing, grabs the mic, does a whole introduction for Dave Chappelle. I'm like, this just turns into <laughs> something else. And like, then Chappelle goes on the mic. He's like, Yes, yes, you know, I'm here with a lot of fly motherfuckers. So if you want to take some <laughs> pictures, take them now. <laughs> because basically he goes through, he's like, because the only thing more beautiful and more magical than a, a photograph is a memory. And if you, you know, so I'm going to ask everyone to turn off their phones. Right, right, let's right. make some magical memories. On the count of five, everyone can turn off their phones. Nobody took out their phones the whole night. We were all dancing, Dope. laughing, having the best time all night. He, he pretty much started curating the, the whole show. He's like pulling people, like, you know, Renee <laughs> Neville was there. She's like, get on, okay, we, she's going to do that. Like, we, we coordinated a whole set real fast. I'm like, okay, what songs are we going to do, girl? Like, like, you know, I'm like throwing back at DJ all of a sudden. I mean, he just like turned it out into his own show. But yeah, always a riot when he, he comes through. Yeah. Don Let's. I'm trying to think of an interesting story. Somebody famous at one of my DJ gigs, but I can't think of shit. Um, I can think of interesting stories when I was in a band called Big Audio Dynamite. Oh, what? I can tell you, like, one night I love that record. backstage, Come we had David Bowie, Pete Frampton, Jimmy Cliff, and Dave Stewart. That was a buzz. But DJing, listen, I'm just happy to have a crowd in front of me, man. Right. No, really. Because well, I'm not being funny, but I'm not really in you guys' leagues. I'm kind of small a niche and I'm kind of happy in that space because I'm selfish you know I play for myself no doubt and if you don't like it no there's the door Word. you know yep. what I mean I'm kind of well, happy with that we're, we're with you on that one yeah, yeah. we've cleared floors <laughs> in places where people weren't prepared for that Word. so yeah I've thrown anvils on dance floors my whole life <laughs> <laughs> everyone out. although funny enough I made a film about skinheads a couple of years ago and occasionally I go to these venues and like 50 skinheads will turn up expecting me to be playing shit from 50 years ago. And maybe I'll drop one or two and then the rest of the night you see him with a scowl like, what the hell is he doing? And how old are these I'm guys? I'm dropping jungle. Uh, Fifty. Okay, upwards, right. You know. right. So they want to hear. They want to hear the sky. They want to hear yeah, the yeah. same twenty goddamn right, right. tunes sure, they've sure, been sure. hearing the whole life. Yeah. And <laughs> any fool can do that. And like I said, I just can't stay back there, man. You know, I can't do the nostalgia thing. Yeah. I'm all about embracing the right now and where we're going. Or stretch. <sighs> Yeah. What, what, You've I, done I a lot of celebrity shit. Sorry. Come on. Sting? I know you guys. Yeah. It's not that funny. It's just no. The the, the funnier part of all right. So so I DJed Sting's wife and daughter's birthday party at a very small, intimate, dark spot called the Submercer in the below the basement of the Mercer Hotel. And um, yeah, so I'm DJing and and Sting. 
eventually gets on the dance floor and he's just he's sweating he's dancing so hard and then his shirt comes off <laughs> what a surprise his shirt comes off yeah and then but then he starts pulling shirts off of other people <laughs> yeah now that's not the that's not the funniest part of the night <laughs> that's funny the funniest part of the night is another interaction with with a famous person so the first year that that we did soul i got a call here saying that uh um Oh my God, my memory is horrible. What's the actor from uh, Zoolander? Adam Sandler. No, Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Yeah. They want you to DJ Ben Stiller's 50th birthday. So oh, I had that? to fly back early and get that bag, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to say that again because I hate that expression. <laughs> it's horrible. And yet it has infected my, my, my lingo. So um, I DJ the party. I show up. I'm like, where's, where's the sound system? I'm like, no, you're using the house sound system. You know, it's, Ooh, a, it's like fun. a restaurant. I was like, that ain't going to work. Great. No sound. Monitor? No, nothing. So literally, I am playing records, and you can't hear anything. Whatever. End of the night, Ben's there with his legendary father, his wife, and it's just me and them. And I, I say goodnight, and Ben's like, thank you so much. You were fantastic. <laughs> I love what you played. And I'm like, this guy is giving me the, the Hollywood just yeah. BS. Like, but he's, he's, no, no, really, really, I, I, had, I had the best time. I was like, you could really hear the music? No, no, absolutely. I was like, all right, whatever. So, great. Took a picture, yada, yada, yada. Ali, what up? Now, fast forward to Sting's wife and daughter's birthday party. Yeah. And I should say daughter, Mickey. What's up, Mickey? Um, and uh, I'm DJing, and, you know, at the submerser, like behind the DJ booth, is that really dark area, right? It's like that little like chamber. I can't really hang out in there because it's like the ceiling is like less than six feet tall. Uh -huh. I've banged my head there so many times. Anyway, <laughs> I feel someone like tap my shoulder and I look, and this man emerges from the darkness and he comes up to me. This is in the middle of like Sting is going off. I'm playing loud, like the party is jumping, and I realize it's Ben Stiller. And he goes, Excuse me, excuse me. I'm like. Yeah, and I smile like, hey! He's like, hey, could you turn the music down? <laughs> I can only hear it. I was like, I knew he wasn't feeling me. I knew he wasn't feeling me. The truth finally came out. I was like, this motherfucker. That is hilarious. But didn't that's Sting all, give you a hug with his shirt off? And his, and his, <laughs> and his, and his erect nipples? The, they left the imprint on your t-shirt? Too much detail. Oh, God. Listen, I have a visual. It was uh... Dave Chappelle came to our gig at Club Mighty. That was, that was in, funny. In San Francisco. And I didn't recognize him because he had, he had he got bowled out. Yeah. Yeah, he used to be skinny. And he walked up to the booth. And I'm looking at dude like, it's dark. And there's a diesel cat Darkness. to the left of the booth. Darkness. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm talking to him, and I'm not even realizing it's Dave for like a hot second. And then, and then like, I told you it was Dave, and then, then we, we had to go find him <laughs> on the dance floor. I think he walked away, and I still didn't know it was yeah. Dave. Yo, I got, a, I got a funny Dave story. So Wait, but that's, that's not that? my story. Oh, it's not. <laughs> I thought it was your story. Go ahead. I mean, no, no, no actually, no, no. let's no, no, just no, keep on ahead. talking about this. Let's call this podcast the Dave Chappelle Show. Yeah, so, <laughs> so the first time I DJed at a Chappelle party was at the at the Soho Grand, and um, he was super 
lit. I mean, you know how it's like Dave goes so hard. It's just, it's it's ridiculous. Anyway, at this party, you know, he's Dave's from 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 DC, and I love go-go music. So I started playing some go-go. I'm playing go-go, and he's like, "Yo, I want to hear some Little Wayne." I was like, "All right, we can uh, we can." <laughs> We can take a left turn. We can do that. So when he came to Soul on the Horn, he came to, he came to the originals that same week right. and did the same thing, yeah. the same speech. Yeah. Let's he, make yeah, memories. Exactly. And, uh, and he was about to leave, and I was like, hold on, Dave. I'm going to play some go-go, right? So I start playing some go-go. There's a video clip of him talking on the mic as that's happening. And... As, as it was happening, I couldn't hear what he was saying because his, his voice was only coming out of the speakers and not the monitors. Yep. So I can't hear anything except my music, but I know he's talking and I'm playing go-go. Turns out, what he was saying was, I really don't like go-go. Ah, <laughs> no way. <laughs> and wow, uh, okay. Okay, can I call time on David Chappelle? Otherwise I'm leaving, man. I've got nothing to say about David. Sorry. <laughs> I'm 53, Us. right? And yeah. I'm I'm on your page, right? Like, I've done a lot of different things. I'm I'm grateful for all of them, and I'm constantly trying to figure out how do I re reinvigorate and stay relevant and stay, stay relevant, nil, but also challenge myself in ways and that remain are, interested. And, yourself, yeah, and remain yeah. creative. So, how are you doing that? I'm imagining you're 63 already if you were born in 1956. Yep. So I'm loving it. True mathematics. Yep. <laughs> how how are you envisioning how the next 10, 15 years play out? I'm constantly, listen, my dude, I'm constantly thinking two f to five years ahead. Always. I already have. Damn. Well, I hope I make it to next week. Right? Damn. <laughs> no, really. I'm, I'm impressed, dude. No, really. No, I'm saying creative. Like people try to book me for gigs for 220. I'm like, sure, if I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> But stay motivated. I mean, insurance I, policy when they, when they book you. I mean, I live in London. <laughs> London keeps you motivated because so, it's so goddamn expensive. Uh -huh. You know, I've got two teenage kids, and you you can't buy them yo-yos anymore. You know, everything they want's got like loads of zeros on the end. Oh, so London's a good motivator. <laughs> I ain't lying. That's a good, Come on. That's a hearty fall worthy statement. Yo-yos. Uh, yo. Yo, yeah. Yo, <laughs> selfie time. Yo, yo, let me get a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> the future. Yeah, so paying the bill keeps me motivated. There you go. And so what, what do you have on your eyes? What do you have your eyes on moving forward that, there's, oh. that you haven't checked off in the bucket list? Okay, I mean, people don't know it, but my main trade is as a filmmaker. And there's big gaps when you ain't making films. So I, like I say, I have to supplement my income. That's the way I DJ. And I, I kind of like turning people on through my culture. I've always done that. And uh, i got a radio show on the BBC that isn't a reggae show. Word. I mean, they asked me to come and do a reggae show. And I'm like, dude, who the hell listens to one genre of music besides 10-year-olds? I said, let me do what I want to do. <laughs> and they let me do what I want to do. So Word. if I want to drop some Pink Floyd or Patsy Cline, I'm there. No you doubt. know what I mean? Uh, I mean, Giles I? Peterson is Beautiful. a great, great yeah. example of the BBC allowing sort of wide breadth. Well, the truth of the matter is you get that wide breath if you're a late night DJ because they don't pay you too much. The daytime jocks have to play playlisted shit, but gotcha. I can't play music I don't like. Word. I don't care how much money you're giving me. Yep. I just can't do so it. You, you do your show live? 
no, pre-record. No, okay. I can't do it live because my language is... Uh, the BBC are kind of strict with that. Right. You know? <laughs> At the moment, I'm trying to develop a film about Afrofuturism. That's my main passion right now. I don't know if you're hip to what that's all about. But from my perspective, it's the only way forward for black people. You know, people that ain't being defined by their color. Prince is a great example. I want to hear more about the project that you're working on. Well, the Afrofuturism. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. a personal passion of mine. Um, I, I like I say, it's hard to kind of explain, but it's about not being defined by your color. And musically, you can find lots of people like that. Um, Sun Ra, I think George Clinton is part of Afrofuturism. I think Lee Perry's part of Afrofuturism. Uh, Jimi Hendrix and all these dudes. I mean, they're not trying to be black or play to the street. The world's a really exciting place, man. You know, and I think hip hop and that's kind of hit a brick wall where it's almost become a parody of itself. And we need to look further afield and follow on them people like Prince or Clint, um, uh, George Clinton or Sun Ra, you know. It ain't about the ghetto, it's about the galaxy. Mm. Mm. That was uh, the Mexican. Uh, we also have a- You guys feeling that or what? Did Woo! you like that? Did you like that? <laughs> we have another song, a debut single uh, featuring Grammy Award nominee Maimuna Youssef. Uh, and it's a cover of Shaka Khan. I know you, I love you. Natasha Diggs, we want to thank you publicly on the we air thank you. for being the first DJ to play it in a club in the world. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I mean, I only, I only play music I like, so thank you for making it. I hey, mean, listen, it's a one-shot deal, first yeah. and the last. You going to play it again? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, no waiting for the, I'm waiting for the DJ edit. From you, I thought you, yeah, you yeah, said yeah. you were gonna make me the. Uh, you played, no. didn't you play a version, a different version, or no? That's, but that was that was Shaka. Yeah. Oh, we're, yeah, we're, oh we're yeah, gonna, yeah, that's right. That's right. Get, uh, edit is coming. Yeah. Of course. But yeah, no, it's been working. So I play stuff that that I feel and that the dance floor responds to. So love that. Much you know? appreciated. Very and smooth. you you include. Oh, I'm sorry, stress. I didn't mean to stop. No, I, I just I was thinking something last night when you were on the mic, like. I met you maybe like at, at, at Mobile Mondays, I don't know how many years ago. You were actually there the very first night I came to Mobile Mondays. Well, I did that the, is when I, I did met the you, opening I think. party. Yeah, but it wasn't then because I came a few months after they started and okay, you happened I, to be I did there. the opening party and I, and I, was <laughs> and I did not play vinyl at Mobile <laughs> Mondays. Ouch. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for those who don't know, right. Mobile Mondays is, is a night dedicated to 45 and 33 RPM, 7 inch vinyl, strictly. Yes. So the whole night, all genres. Met all you genres. shortly after, yeah. and uh, and we become friends over time. Um, would you say? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. This is this is the way I perceive it. But yeah. you have, um, you strike me in your in your everyday life as being kind of reserved, uh, private, not not ridiculously outgoing, but. In your role as a DJ, you seem to have really um, <laughs> opened up. Stretching. You got to hang out with her when she's around my son. She's not. She's not reserved. Okay, but your around son kids. is not. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. that's that's you know that's what she does. No, but you're right. You're right. So like, you know you're on the mic just completely I free. Just, I had and, to. and I'm like, is this, is this is has Natasha? I don't. This is not the Natasha I remember. No, I, that took time because I'm yeah. like actually really I would consider myself kind of shy in a lot of ways or you know reserved more like you said but but over time I mean just the experience of DJ I mean I, there was times I had to open up for 
Lauren Hill and stuff. And so that was like, you know, she's a little late sometimes. Sometimes you got to get on, get on the mic and hype some people up, you know, like you got to like, I, it was just kind of actually some, a skill I learned out of necessity, you know, to keep a survival thing almost. But yeah, I mean, I've gotten a little more comfortable. Also the drinks don't hurt, you know, (laughs) when the drinks are flowing. And, um, I don't, I mean, I'm still, I'm still working on my mic game. I'm taking notes from all of you guys, but. Oh, you're not taking it from me. Uh, you don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, yeah, true. No. Not you. you yeah, yeah. Shut, you've actually developed a mic game in the last. He has a like whole routine. He does. In the, in the process of doing a Q&A's for our film, yeah, 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 I feel yeah, like yeah. you opened it's, up a lot. I, and it's transitioned. You don't need my voice to, to, to dance. That's, you know, you might laugh. You might think about something. You might think I'm an idiot or a fool. But dancing, nah. I'm not going to tell you to dance. No, gonna, you, you don't have, have you put crowd your hands up. You say funny stuff on the mic, though. Rashida, how's your mic game? I haven't seen you spend in at least like eh. a year, I guess. You know, it, same. In situation, well, like yeah. last year for the Bruno Mars tour, there's like 70,000 people. <laughs> you have to you have to get on the Hype mic. Them up. I, it's not my happy place. Um, <laughs> I should probably <laughs> practice more. But I mean, I've had to do it over the years, just depending on the situation. But if I have a choice and I can have an MC or like, yeah. Whoever I'm playing with is more comfortable on the mic. Mm-hmm. How about just playing music? Yeah, Do you remember that's that? what I, no, that's, I love. That's, 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 that's my favorite. Do you remember that's that? my job. That's I'm the old school dude. That, I just that's made the music do the talking, really. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's how it that's was. That's the real thing. You just play. You don't even yeah. need to be seen, really. Just put me, put me on the dance floor, like right next to the people. That's my favorite. You know, the this whole thing where they put you up on stage now, away from the people. I don't like that shit. No, me neither. You know, I like eye contact and feeling the vibe with the crowd. That thing on the center of the I'm, stage I'm parents. with you I'm with yeah. you on that but I'm it's important you. to see the crowd too so I like you, know. you can see, do that at ground level you can do floor. that at ground level you're really really tall I know <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm trying to work out who you look like I'm, dude and if you had curly hair what's that dude Napoleon Dynamite do you know what I'm talking about? Somebody come to my defense. <laughs> you got that Napoleon Dynamite thing thanks, going on. You know that, right? No, I yeah, don't. Yeah, you do. Don't yes, know. you do. I can tell you're hurt. <laughs> That's weird. I'll, I'll let... I'll, uh, only because you're done, Les. <laughs> I'm really shitless now. I think I, I go back and forth with the mic thing. It really depends on the crowd. You guys I, having a good time? I've spun, I've spun at, at spaces, and if there's like two Latinos in the crowd. I could be in, in Paris. I'll say some stuff in Spanish and I'll speak directly to them because I know like it'll mean a lot to them. But then otherwise I might just retract and just, you know, try to enjoy the music. It's an interesting space. I mean, I, I remember you were telling breaking down the history one time of Mike's, I guess like in New York club scene, maybe Capri, K Capri was perhaps one of the first downtown club DJs. Right, because in the Bronx talking on the mic, that's Right, that's always been a thing. I mean, DJs talked on the mic back in the day, and then that's why they, and then eventually they were like, oh, let's get MCs to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Use MCs to big up the DJ, but, you know, in the 70s, it was. I was gonna say, you wanna know something funny about talking on the mic? Ouch. Stop. You wanna know something about. <laughs> <laughs> so the popular story is, right, that the whole thing came out of Jamaica, DJ Cooler and the rest of it, Uroy. I interviewed the very first DJs, and Jamaica guys, DJs are got this, is the person on the mic, not the turntable. Confusing, mm. hell yeah. I talked to the very <laughs> first two DJs, MCs, toasters, whatever you want to call them. A dude called Count Machuki and King Stitt. Literally the first two DJs to talk on a mic. And they told me that what they were doing is they were copying the guys that were broadcasting out of Miami. You know, the whole oh. jive talk, high pop mm-hmm. because And of course, back in the day, you only had one deck. 
So you're trying to keep the vibe going right. in between turning over the records. Uh -huh. But they were imitating the American jocks. Huh. See, mm. so nothing comes out Amazing. of the void. And I thought that was really interesting because, yeah. you know, yeah. the story is, the narrative is, it all started in Jamaica. Jamaica yeah. Kinda. Sure. Yeah. Wow. You know, there's, there's a narrative, you know, we, we all are musicologists here that, you know, there were Cuban musicians who went to New Orleans in the late 1800s, and there are historians now who don't think that jazz is an American art form that is actually heavily influenced and started in Cuba. So, you know, as we learn history and as we, we learn background, it's, it's constantly evolving. I, I think it's wonderful to hear. Yeah, it's a trick. But like I said, nothing comes out of a void, man. And if it does, you probably wouldn't like it, you know. Yeah, of course. In New Orleans, in a, New or shortwave radio picking up New Orleans was incredibly you know, yeah. influential yeah. In, in Jamaica. But yeah, I mean, uptown, right? So the mic was that was the thing, and and uh, downtown DJs never it was just, there weren't even microphones at clubs <laughs> in New York City in the eighties downtown. Yeah. yeah. And then Kid Capri started playing at the building, and then that kind of I think that kind of started it. Come here. We have a special guest that we didn't get to interview for me and Stretch's. Hold on, real quick. Self-aggrandizing autobiographical documentary. Um, come on in. Come, come sit, sit over there. So, so there's an unsung hero in our history, right? That's, that's right. That's right. He just he and just walked here in us. the place. So. So how can we tell the story in a nutshell? Or do you? Well, we or, have, or should we, we have, have ten minutes left. Or should we have Dylan tell the story? No, no I think story, no story. No story. You, you talk, no, but talk. Dylan, you were the head of the Pan African Department at WKCR in New York City when Bob and I got the chance to to essentially compete with another <laughs> crew. My friends. Right, with your friends. Yeah. Uh, Bring his mic up, please. Thank you. Who who. We're given the green light to have a hip hop show on WKCR. We were given the green light as well, but because there were two competing entities, we were told that we would play week to week until a decision was made. And the decision fell on you as yeah. the head of the Pan African Department. Yeah. So, so. so as, as you guys were, were kicking it last night, <laughs> like, we wouldn't be here in Dubai. If it wasn't for that radio show, if that or radio show wouldn't have happened without your blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, truthfully, you were um, the other the other guys were my first. <laughs> Let him talk. We only got a few man. minutes. Let him talk. Come on, Bob. No, but um, you guys are way better. You know, what I mean, it's so. I mean, they were my friends, but you know, what I mean, it cool. was like. Yeah. We don't, let's move beyond that. Yeah. We, we know we're better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It hurt though. I wish they were better at the time because they're my friends. So I had to see them afterwards and explain to them that well, it really wasn't me. It was you know I mean politics and they just gave them guy. Yeah, I mean, but you know, I it, it really hurt. You, are you still cool with them? Do they know what our radio no. show became? They, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure because they're fans. They are. They okay. were, yeah, they were fans yeah. after. You know what I mean? It was just, they they go up to the studio and get high. You know what I mean? And smoke because that's what college radio is supposed to be. You guys just decided to do like real radio, yeah. You know, but they were just oh, man, go play some music. Just shout out everyone on campus. You know, shout out the freshman class. So and you guys actually came with like music, music. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck. You know, what I mean, I really have to give these guys because I'm gonna look like an asshole 
to them, if I yeah. give you, and I'm going to look like an asshole to the station, and, and me, if I actually don't give it to you, because you're, you guys are way, 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 way better. Mm. You know? So it kind of, yeah, it was, a, it was a difficult situation for a moment, because, you know what I mean, because there's a whole racial dynamic as well, because this is during do the right thing, fight the power time, and that, those guys were my friends who were black, and there's, you know what I mean? You guys. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, but I, still. I checked off a little box there. Yeah, but you weren't there. You weren't in the struggle. You weren't seizing buildings. Because at that point, we are like, taking over buildings on campus. And um, remember with Professor Griff, Fight the Power. All this shit is happening. So it's really a racially sensitive moment in Columbia's history and in New York history. This is... um. Yusef Hawkins, um, yeah. you know, ex-Clan, you know what I mean? And it's like, ah, oh, fuck, no, I have to give the white say, kid the gig. Bob's, Bob's trying to say he's a brother. Yeah, I know he, but he is a brother. <laughs> but he wasn't in the streets. I'm a person bro. of color. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Proud, he was and brother, I, was, I was out there doing <laughs> yeah. protests and stuff. No, I get he's it. A, he's an hermano. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stretch right. was the DJ. He was the Columbia student. I was just the add-on. So I'm yeah, sure but you added the flavor, though, you know. Don't get me wrong. You know, it helped. You know, because we had to put it Let's put it like this. Bob, if you weren't involved... <laughs> it would have been way, a little more difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? But them <laughs> cats were, were out there and like, you know, dressed in all black, like S1Ws with us. So it was a uh, fight the poem. I was like, oh, fuck, we have to get to the white dude. <laughs> <laughs> so you gave it to the white dude, a.k.a. DJ Skinny Bones at the time, yep, who later became... Yep. Thank you, Bob. Adrian yeah. B. Or were you Adrian B? Oh, nah, he was thing. Skinny Bones. I, I didn't have a name on the radio. I was trying out different names. I was like, I need a real radio name. Napoleon Stretch Donovan. Armstrong. That's yeah. good. Nothing. I didn't say Napoleon so did, Dynamite. That's I what I should have been. Did you get? Did you get any pushback <laughs> from internally when you did give the nod? No, I lied. I told him it wasn't my decision. I told the cats that it was a, you know, the white chick who ran the station. She, she, Sarah. Yeah, Sarah. Sarah yeah. I was like, you know, them white people look out for each other. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, it's a, it's a white, you know, mighty whitey, try to keep us down. <laughs> I could go. I could, I could face them. So I had to, you know, I mean, tell him it wasn't me. It wasn't me. You know, I mean, I, I tried. I tried. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Why did we interview Dylan for our, our film? Because I had forgotten this, completely forgotten this story. Oh man. And that would have been so great. I know. I know. Mm. I know. It's racist. It's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> nah, I regret we gotta, that. We gotta, tremendous. we gotta do a 10th anniversary edition of yes, the film. Yes, no, for real. No, but let me, real. let me, let me, because um, Adrian came through for me big time senior year because I got. Who's Adrian? Uh, Stretch Armstrong. Uh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. How you, <laughs> you know? doing? Oh, fuck. <laughs> but Stretch came through big time because he got me my gig with uh, Big, B Re big Beat Atlantic Records, where I got to sign a bunch of great reggae records, and we had fun doing AR together like? for years. We did uh, Don Penn, No, No, No. Which which turned into an album, right? Yeah, turned into yeah. an album. Big record, big record. We did... Um, Wait, you, saw it, you wow. signed Don Penn to... No, no, to Atlantic, to Big Beat. On yeah. Big Beat Reggae, my label that... Um, because of my relationship with it, Stretch, uh, subsequent to um, the radio situation, because we started hanging out after that, because my black friends wouldn't talk to me, so I had to hang oh, out with the white. Stop it! You know no, I mean? but the coup, the coup, the coup was signing Garnet Silk yeah, when I signed all Garnet the major Silk. labels were were snatching up all the all the major breakthrough dancehall artists, so Shaba yeah. and and Beanie, yeah. etc. Et so we signed Garnet, God rest his soul, and um, Sister Nancy Bam Bam, which turned out to the most sampled reggae record, dancehall record of all time. I signed that, that because I stretch at Big Beat. 
because you know we got slimy Craig Calman to um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, Craig, <laughs> you know what no. I mean. But well, yeah, that's a, that's he's another story. He's now like the CEO of Atlantic He's like Records. God. Yeah, he's you know what I mean. He's, he's God he's now. But um, we we had we we sat with him for half an hour a few weeks ago. Craig has not changed. He has not changed at all. Still quiet. Yeah, he won't yeah. change. Oh, so you signed some major, major... In a circle. Right? Even that came through um, Craig as well, but I, we entered that project. The, um, the Bad Boys and Sweat. Bad, bad Boys, Bad Boys. What yeah. you going... Yeah, we yeah. Sweat. Can, I, can I you sing Sweat? Can you sing Sweat for us? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, I had no idea... That I was such a jiggy guy? Come on, Bob. I, I don't... Why did I, Why am I... Why is it like 30 years later, I'm learning so much about... You remember I had the reggae show um, of course before I you guys, right? On WKCR 89.9 I was smoking a lot of weed then. You know, I mean, I was smoking, playing music. Dylan, had, Dylan was lighting incense, candles, and reading psalms while playing reggae on the radio. It was pretty, pretty remarkable. And yeah. there was another cat named Vincent. Vinny, yeah, Vincent Italian Hans. guy. Vincent Hahn. Yeah, I got him the gig too because that was, that was kind of messed up too because Vinny was at Columbia for like a semester and then um, disappeared. But Stayed with the reggae, re, did the um, reggae show for like 30 years after. If any, he wouldn't leave. <laughs> yeah, but um, he was he was great too. You know, what I mean, Italian guy from Bensonhurst. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> you know, he saw this, yeah. And I got him the gig too because there's another guy who wanted it who was on campus, but he couldn't. He was like a Haitian dude, and he couldn't he couldn't really manage the reggae. But the Italian dude from Bensonhurst was killing it. So it was like, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Messed up, Rough man. time with your friends. I'm curious <laughs> how you feel about. I was always listening to Vincent, and you know, if you don't, like, if you listen to Stretch, Stretch was exactly who he was on air as he was during the day. So it was clear that Stretch was a white cat. Or, I mean, a lot of people thought you were black for a long time too, until we started getting a little bit more known. But yeah, how, yeah, what is the perception? A voice, like, what is the uh, perception yeah. of uh, an Italian cat from Bensonhurst assuming the Jamaican accent on air? Is that acceptable, or is that some something that's I mean, teeters? Vinny did it well, though. You know what I mean? And like in baby mother was a Jamaican woman too, so that kind of helped. I think he had a yes, he had like a Jamaican kid, and um, he had locks. You know what I mean? You know them Bensonhurst um, <laughs> locks? <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> you know the white people locks? You know yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of... He wore Clarks. Essential Jamaican footwear. It's also a different time back Gone then. clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a different time. It's a different time. Vinny. Because Jamaicans, we have Vinny's to Vincent. The whole part Vincent Campbell, Vincent, so it was like Vinny. So it was Vinny, Jamaican, white, Italian Vinny. You know, <laughs> Vinny, Vinny. <laughs> and now we have Alba Rosie. Alba Rosie, see, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Alba Rosie, Vinny, Italian, you know, Jamaican, Italian, Italian. Yeah, I don't know, but Vinny was all right. He was, he was good, good selector, though. Good, good, good selector. So he couldn't, you know what I mean? Like, like stretch, you can't knock people's hustle. People good at what they do. No doubt. You know what I mean? You're good at what, you're good at what you do. No doubt. Uh. So this year, um, I guess most people familiar with Soul this year know that, that the theme is Jamaican dance hall, well, s excuse me, sound system culture. You, uh, in case you can't tell, uh, are you hail from Kingston. You live Jamaica? in Kingston currently. And, uh, Reggae land. So just your perspective, like what's your take Yo, on, this is amazing. on this, this whole situation? Amazing, 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 amazing. I am... Um, the equivalent doesn't exist in, at the risk of sounding like a Jamaican tourist board, 
and uh, government basha or promoter basha. The equivalent doesn't exist in Jamaica or has never existed. We have great concerts and great stage shows with ab abundance of artists and abundance of performance. But to see the whole culture incorporated under one umbrella with film, art, um, the talks, the, and actual great music, that had, that, that's never existed or have, has been done or curated to this extent ever in Jamaica. So um, I have to take my hats off to the Soul Crew and um, hopefully that, um, you know what I mean, the actual book itself, the, the Soul mm. Commemorative Magazine. You contribute. Contribute. Magazine is tremendous. tremendous. You, you contributed know? to it. It's correct. a book. Yeah, I yeah. wrote some shit in it's there. It's tremendous. Yeah, book. but it's a good, good book, good yeah. magazine, and Soul did a great job. And you know what I mean, just the fact that they flew, Ronnie alone, just that, the fact that the type of tribute and the type of energy that they've given Ronnie and the art of building a sound system, that's never been done in Jamaica. They're the un people who build sounds are like the unsung heroes of sound system culture. Because everybody like, you know, because in Jamaica, I'm involved with sound system world as well. And um, you don't really think about the guys who build the sound. You know what I mean? People who chat mic and the people, the selected are the people who really get the hype. But the people who actually physically put the shit together, they don't, they're, they're not featured. And truth be told, Ronnie is like the last of a generation of people who build that type of sound. You know what I mean? We, um, we've kind of evolved. The dancehall sounds aren't necessarily as focused on <clears throat> low end. They aren't necessarily focused on, they're more focused on portability because you're moving all over the place, so you have to get them in and out. Right? So the old school hardwood ply sounds um, is a different generation of sound that lead to a, a more pumping low end from the 70s. Dub, when dub was the actual feel and the genre, the, the dominant genre in reggae or in Jamaican music. Dancehall don't require that type of meticulous detail at this point. You know what I mean? Because cats know actually using them portable JBL style boxes and, and poles and subwoofer, which, you know, I don't, we don't fuck. We still have boxes, but it's um, Ronnie. The fact that you see Ronnie on a, that mural up front is amazing to me. Because at the entrance, at the gate, at the entrance, he has like, like a 20, the 20 foot illustration of Ronnie. Yeah, around a sound system, which is amazing. Absolutely amazing, you know? So, for that, once again, I take my hats off to Soul because it's something that we in Jamaica, as people within the quote unquote industry, should take note of because there are lots of unsung heroes that don't get their due. That, you know, the fact that Ronnie had to be highlighted 3,000 miles away, whereas he's. You know what I mean? Like a 15-minute drive from 90% of the people who are writing and documenting the history of dancehall culture in Jamaica is amazing. The fact that he got his feature on due here, beautiful. And is, was that because of your insight into the culture? Like you, you no, that did didn't you come consult, through me. They you consulted um, no, Soul DXB? Or no? not, not on that. Not on that. I wrote, um, we did some stuff on Tivoli and dancehall and sound systems and just... Tivoli, Tivoli Garden, which is a particular community that I have knowledge of in Jamaica. Pasa Pasa. It was my event in Jamaica over the last couple of years, years back. But um, no, I think um, the Soul Crew came down and they wanted basically to do sound systems. So they went to the roots of how sound systems are actually con constructed. No, no, not just who played on sound systems, not, who, who, not what records are played or who plays on them, but the actual physical construction of a sound system, the back end which we don't, re most people actually, I should say, don't really see or get a chance to actually experience. 
So the fact that they did that is, you know what I mean? Props. Big thing. Big Word thing. Word up. Amazing. Rastafari. Amazing. Stretch. Natural. Bob. I want to publicly say I love you so uh, much. See. No, for real, man. Nah, I love you too, man. It's, yeah, you know, it you is. know, we've been doing radio now. It's start in 2020. It'll be 30 years. Snips and Khalil, you, you, one day you're going to be able to tell each other you love one another and, <laughs> and, and even hold hands. <laughs> you know, but just as we're showing gratitude to, to uh, Dylan, you know, listen, I would not be a public figure if it wasn't for you giving me the opportunity. You know, I was behind the scenes working at Def Jam and I would have done other things, obviously, in my wide range of interests, but you gave me the opportunity to be a public figure and now, you know, thanks to Soul DXB, we're doing radio in, in Western Asia. I don't like to call it the Middle East. You know, we're going to be doing a podcast in 2020 on a new platform. We did NPR. We did WKCR for 12 years together and, you know, who knows? If, we're going to be on tour with our band, the M19s. They a, if, if they write a book about us or if we write, if we write, we write a book ourselves. about us. We write ourselves. Why not? If Don the, lets us. The, yeah. title, the title could be Alley Oop. Ah, ah. I feel like that's kind of like something that's been going on. What's here, that right? mean? Like, what's, what's an alley oop? An alley oop is a pass. Who has basketball. Alley oop? Alley oop? It's, it's a pass near, really, like near, near the rim. Like, yeah, right? it leads to oh, a, a, leads a to basket. A ba- yeah, yeah. Basketball. Oh, alley oop. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I thought it was a French word. I thought it was a French word. Alley oop? I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't quite understanding how you, y'all got sophisticated. Alley oop? But we want to say thanks, <laughs> thanks to all of our guests, Natasha Diggs, Natasha Diggs D- Don Letts, yes, Rashida Robinson, and Dylan Powell, and Dylan Powell, and right thanks on. to our engineer for rocking out, keeping the mic levels right. Stretch. Yes. I'll see you in a minute. In a minute. Peace. You're listening to Soul Radio. Stretch Armstrong and Bobito Garcia with guests Natasha Diggs, Don Letts, and Rashida.